And now it's time for Blossoms of My Life Radio with your host, Ramona Trevino. Ramona is a teacher, a pastor, a three-time author, and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. Thank you for tuning in to Blossoms of My Life Radio. I am really excited. Um, We had a local author event a couple weeks ago, and um, I met some amazing authors. And so some of these shows coming up, you're going to be able to hear some of them and listen about their books and how they started writing. And so the author I'm going to introduce today is a local from here in Bakersfield. His name is Dan Schaefer. He um, has written a book called The Missing and he's going to talk all about that. He has um, lo- been here locally since 1984. He's currently, you probably are going to recognize his voice, those of you here in Bakersfield. He's on the 88.3 Life program in the evenings from 7 to midnight. And so it's it's really exciting to have you here, Dan, just to be able to hear your voice on KERI with me and be able to highlight your book, which I'm really excited for our listeners to hear about. So, Daniel, how are you? I'm doing great, Ramona. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, this is my very first ever book interview on the radio. That's so. exciting. I've, I've been in your position many times <laughs> interviewing people <laughs> about their books, and this is my first shot at it. Well, I'm sure it's going to be breathtaking when we start hearing about your book. But, you know, for those people that aren't from Bakersfield and maybe don't have the opportunity of listening to you on 88.3, can you just share a little bit about yourself, um, especially like for our listeners that are out of this area? I started in the radio business in 1967 uh, in Cambridge, Ohio. I did the uh, evening program on WILE and then transferred over to the morning program. Uh, And I uh, was in the Navy Reserve at the time while working there. And then I went on active duty in the Navy in 1968. Uh, became a journalist in the Navy, and after I got out off active duty, I was discharged uh, as a third-class petty officer, journalist third, and then took my radio career to Indiana, uh, Arizona, and in 1984 wound up here in Bakersfield working for Buck Owens at KUZZ. Wow. And uh, did some television weather on uh, one of the local TV stations, and also on Fox Channel 11 in Los Angeles. I did weekend weather down there. And I did a few acting jobs uh, on a TV show called Growing Pains. Uh, Kirk Cameron, uh, one of the stars of that show, and uh, did two episodes of that and a show called Hotel. Uh, played an FBI agent on that. So I. Uh, I, I used to joke I was Dan, anything to make a buck, Schaefer. So. <laughs> well, wow, this is exciting. I mean, you, so you were able to meet Kirk Cameron. Yeah, I worked with Kirk two times. And, and I'll tell you what, what you see um, when you see him interviewed, that's really Kirk. 
He's doing and some amazing things. I knew him things. when he was a teenager. You know, I met him when I when he was a teenager, and wow. his faith was just blossoming big time then. Yeah, he he's doing some amazing work for the kingdom right now. Amen. Amen. Well, how exciting! I mean, and here you are talking to little old me. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm just thinking, am I saying, am I doing this right? Am I okay here? You're doing just fine. How I exciting. I don't want to mess up Ramona's program. <laughs> well, you know, I, it, we got to talk a little bit before we started um, on the air and, and just, you know, I, I didn't even know about the TV part. And so this is this is an honor for me. And thank you for your service when you served in the Navy oh, protecting you. us. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you hear that enough, but really, really appreciate your service. And, you it's know, something that I hear, you know, people nowadays are saying, thank you for your service. And back in the 1960s, we didn't get that very often. Um, you know, usually it was a derogatory comment or something else back mm. then, but it's, it's really heartwarming now to hear people say, Hey, thank you. You know, we were raised by the the greatest generation, the World War II folks, and we we grew with a sense of I'm going to serve my country someday. Wow! And you know, I was listening to you talk about being a journalist there. I mean, that must have been difficult during your time in the service. Yeah, it was, uh, I wanted to be a journalist mainly because I wanted to do armed forces radio in Vietnam. Wow. And uh, it never happened, though. Um, uh, you know, it, the rate of journalist is a real, as they say, tight rate. It's hard to make advancement. And uh, so I, I was lucky to get third class petty officer. <laughs> so. Wow. But it, but it started your career, it sounds like. It it helped enhance it. Let's put it that way. Okay, okay. And so, probably as a child, you always enjoyed this type of thing. You thought maybe you know was this something that you saw? Maybe you know how the Lord instills things into us. I always get amazed, and especially when I see someone now, now you know, knowing the Lord now, and what you know, I I hold on to Psalm one thirty nine and how He knit us in our mother's womb, and I think about all the things that I am able to accomplish, and that. You know, I thank him that he wove those ideas and, and gifts into me at that time, you know, yeah. it, and just thinking about that, it just kind of brings me to that place where when you see someone flourish, you're like, wow, you probably instilled that in them. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I used to play, uh, well, my mother used to describe it as I was being a show off. Uh, you know, when I try to do silly things like roll around on the floor as a three-year-old and, um, uh, you know, tell jokes and imitate actors on TV and uh, Im imitate uh, the radio announcers I would hear on uh, Zanesville's radio station, WHIZ, Zanesville. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I grew up listening to them and thinking, wow, that'd be neat, maybe someday. And then it happened. 
that it happened and it's yeah. still going on. It's still like a large part of your life. And, you know, you have one of those um, careers and those voices that is able to project into multiple areas. You know that, right? Because um, people can hear you probably all over the world now, right? On your station. Yes, with the apps yeah, and, the app. uh, yeah. and online listening. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I have received letters over the years uh, from service members who were in Afghanistan and they were listening to their hometown radio station that they listened to before they left for Afghanistan. And, um, you know, that was kind of neat. And then, you know, my daughter lived in Texas at the time and she and a few of her friends would listen in Texas. So it's kind of neat to know that you can be heard just about anywhere nowadays the technology is amazing it is pretty amazing you know and I'm, I'm so grateful that the lord gives us these opportunities you know to be able to share good news with people and you know mm -hmm. share the love of christ and share the good works that many people are doing because right now i mean you turn on the news and it's you can watch five minutes and you're like, ah, you know, I, I know it's important for us to keep up to date with the things that are going on because I believe God's word wants us to also know so that we know as things are coming because everything is prophetic. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, there's still so many people that even just need to know the hope of Christ. Exactly. And, and and we can give that to them, right, Dan, by by with our writing, with our voices like we're doing today, um, just even just with our presence at the grocery store line. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. You know, years ago uh, when I was on television here locally, I got upset with somebody uh, ahead of me in line at the gas station. And I was sitting in the front seat, just jawing away at them with a scowl on my face. And uh, then I got to thinking, wait a minute, they know what I look like. This isn't a very good impression I'm giving. You know, I'm, I'm looking around right now. Can you see I'm looking around as I'm acting this part out? And it hit me that, you know, and, and, and that's what we as Christians have to keep in mind. If somebody knows you're a Christian, uh, and you get really upset about somebody and it just uh, gets blown way out of proportion, that reflects badly on our faith, our Savior. Mm -hmm. and, and so that, that, that was one of the things that started to wake me up and, and to, uh, to use more grace um, with people than I did prior to that and that's it's been a, a slow growing growth process actually well because all of us have different quirks within us that we have to overcome right i mean in the lord you know when we know christ we want people to say instead we want them to look at us and say there's something different about you because they should say that right and that's exciting. I knew the other day, I the Holy Spirit just kind of really showed me something because I was going to start my car. I have a brand new car. It's probably about, well, it's exactly a year old. And so I went to go start it and it just wasn't starting. And I thought, okay, this is odd. Hmm, I guess I'm going to have to call AAA. I got it started. I went, I, I, I'm like, I, be, I better go straight to the dealer and let them know, you know. So I got over there and 
they they said okay well you know we'll go ahead and do your oil change and everything and, and they took care of it and i was there waiting for three hours dan and oh, you boy. know that whole time after i left there and they said you know we we can't figure out what it is we're gonna have to give you a car a rental and i'm like okay so i left there and i thought that didn't even bother me this, this, it nothing even phased me about that whole episode yeah and i got amazing, home yeah and i just was like thank you father for that peace because it, you know, the me a long time ago would have been like, come on, you guys, it's a brand new car. What are you talking about? And why can't you figure this out? Right? It, and Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who you're dealing with. Oh, I, you know, and you, you sometimes you see people do that and you feel bad for them. Like, you know, they just need that peace. And I was so grateful when I got home. I was just like, thank you, Father. Thank you for giving me that peace. You know, that there's no reason to be upset because you've got this taken care of anyway. You're just, it, it's just amazing. But I want to get to your book. Um, so talk to us about your book, the title, and what it's all about. What started you in writing this book? Um, you know, I've carried around ideas for books uh, for years and years and years. And I, I was never much of a reader when I was young, um, I, I jokingly tell people I was ADHD before they knew how to spell it. <laughs> and I just, I, I just did not like reading as a child. And I was a very slow reader. Uh, and my lips move when I think. And yet at the, uh, as I started to really read uh, the stories that the the way the writers can tell stories. Um, uh, I finally, in the past twenty five years or so, started reading uh, a lot of novels. Uh, uh, Bodie Taney, who is from Bakersfield, by the way, uh, I believe she went to North High School. Bodie Taney has written, I think, approximately two gazillion books. Wow. Uh, you know, she's uh, quite an award-winning author and uh, her faith shines through in her books and, uh, and I love history and Bodhi's books, so many of them are historically based. Uh, she had a series of books called the Zion Chronicles, which covered the founding of Israel following World War II. And then a book, a series of books called the Zion Covenant. Now I may have those backwards as to which series is about which. Um, and then the other one is the lead up to World War II and people of faith and what they did uh, in uh, trying to stop Hitler or trying to get uh, the nation of Israel going. Um, you know, the characters were just so meaty and, and, and I just truly enjoyed it. And so I started thinking of stories myself and, um, uh, probably uh, the late 1970s is when I, uh, mid to late 1970s was when I got interested in end of times prophecies, uh, my father died in 1974, and 
I had strayed from the faith in which I had brought up in the Methodist church. And I, I remember as I would stand by the casket, looking at my father, knowing in my heart that he was not there. This was just the empty, um, shell that he occupied in this world. I knew in my heart, my father was in heaven. And I also would stand there. I remember literally saying, uh, kind of under my breath, uh, at the funeral home that, well, dad, I know where you are, but Dan, where will you be if this happens to you quickly? Wow. That started turning me around. Uh, and I, uh, that's when the story of the prodigal son really took hold and let me know that, Hey, that's what Jesus was talking about. And I came home to God as his prodigal, uh, coming home and no knew in my heart that I'd been forgiven. And then at about mid 1974, uh, or late in the year, I had this vivid dream about something that I had never thought of before. I was sitting at an intersection at a traffic light when suddenly I flew out of the car up through the uh, windshield area physically. I was, my body was gone from that car and I saw myself behind sheep and their little tails were wagging back and forth as I was following them and, and were just moving so quickly and watched the earth kind of shrink down and disappear. And then the atmosphere changed from daylight into the, the darkness of space. And coming towards me was this giant wedge-shaped group of people. And right there at the head of that wedge shaped group of people was Jesus. You know, there was this bearded, uh, dark skinned man. And I just, I knew in my heart that that's Jesus. And so I wanted to jump out of the line I was in with all these sheep <laughs> and go to him. And he looked at me and shook his head side to side and then pointed back up over his shoulder, like get in line jump into this line right here. So I did. So I was sharing that story with a friend of mine who was a Christian who went to a, um, a charismatic church in the 1970s. And when I shared that story, she was grinning ear to ear as I related the story. And she said, oh, praise the Lord. You had a dream about the rapture. Yep, yep. And I said, the what? <laughs> a dream about what? She said, the rapture. So she explained to me what uh, many uh, Christians were talking about uh, in the charismatic movement at the time was that the church, the people who were followers of Jesus Christ, were one day going to be um, pulled out of this world just before he comes back. And uh, at least that was the way she explained it to me. And so I started doing, you know, a lot of different researches, you know, like First uh, Thessalonians 4.17, mm -hmm. when Paul says, then when we who are alive, who are left, 
will be caught up together. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 52, says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in that last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. Amen. You know, and there are so many different interpretations of what all that means, you know, as to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I know some very strong followers of Christ who don't put any stock at all in the belief of the rapture. And that's okay. You don't have to believe in the rapture to be saved. Exactly. You just have to believe in Jesus and, and uh, you know, confess with your mouth that he is Lord. He died for our sins. And, um, you know, in following him, we will be saved. And so your book, that's the important thing. And so your book, The Missing, is about, it's a, it's a fiction book about this. Correct. Yes. And it's about, you know, in the past year or so, we've started seeing news stories. Yes. About UFOs. Mm -hmm. And the military is finally admitting uh, that many military pilots have seen unidentified flying objects and they've tracked them. And even though the government has denied it, maybe just maybe we've had encounters with aliens from outer space, you know? And so I got to thinking, okay, so if the rapture were to take place and all these millions of people are gone who happen to be Christians, how's the government going to explain that away? Yeah. And especially with the rise of what the Bible calls the evil one. Yes. What we have come to call the Antichrist. Um, the uh, They've got to explain this away. Yes. So I got to thinking, okay, what if they say, you know, all the uh, UFOs you've been seeing for the past several mm-hmm. years? Well, those people have all been abducted as part of a cultural exchange program and uh, taken off to the Andromeda Galaxy, which is the galaxy nearest our milky way and it's part of a cultural exchange we're teaching them things that they have not learned here and we are also learning from them and therefore kumbaya we're all going to get along and hooray hooray wow that's where they really went and you're <laughs> the you're the second person i've heard say this oh really yep i've heard it by somebody else that they were saying why do you think we're seeing so many um, UFO things right now. It's because they want to be prepared. They know the end is coming. <laughs> that's funny, huh? That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. So, and then, and this is your first book. Um, how was it to write it? It was a long, drawn-out process. I, uh, I would at the time, my mother was living with us, and she uh, was suffering from dementia. And I would sit down on my lazy boy chair here in the family room and she'd be on the sofa, which was right next to my chair. And we'd chat a little bit and I'd write and oh, maybe write for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then I'd need to get up and take care of one of her needs, whatever they may be, uh, get her ready for bed, et cetera. Uh, anybody who's been through the uh, dementia thing with a parent, you know how hard that can be mm-hmm. uh, on you and and on the individual as they've lost their dignity and here's their child having to take care of them in ways that they never thought but um you know i was honored to be able to do that but i could only write for about 10 or 15 minutes at a time 
And then when we'd finish whatever, what we were doing, we'd sit back down and I'd get where I had left off. But I went back about two or three pages and read and read and read and read right. and say, okay, yeah, here was my thought process mm-hmm. and back into it. So it took me basically three years to write it. And that's okay. I mean, I, it took me, you know, two years to get my first book. I mean, that's those of you that are thinking about writing or you're they're in that middle place, you know, don't be discouraged because it does eventually come to an end. It does come to a product where you're like, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, yeah, right. Eventually. eventually. You know, and, and I was, I was blessed enough too that my wife uh, is a retired teacher and Kathleen would sit and you know, I'd print up pages that I had written oh, good. and give them to her and she'd catch, uh, this is an incomplete sentence or yeah, how about if you, you know, you're, you're saying this, this way, that's kind of awkward. How about uh, rewording this? You know, yeah. she'd circle something and I'd sit and think about it and reword it and eventually get it right. And, uh, you know, so I had uh, all that help from her. That's good. The editing so part is it important. It took a while, but mm-hmm. we got her done. Well, praise God. Praise God, it's done. And so when was it actually published? Um, my first, uh, last year in June of 2021, right okay. near the end of June. Okay. Was when I hit the first one. First one was available. And you know, yeah. the Lord had you writing. It was supposed to be published for now because when you started it years ago, it probably wouldn't have made the impact that it's going to make now as it Uh will now because of the events that have taken place. He's so creative. He knows what he's doing through us, right? And so, (laughs) oh, I just love it. I love it. And so how can people get your book, Daniel? It's available on Amazon. Uh, You know, I went through self-publishing through amazon.com and uh, all you have to do is go on Amazon and look up The Missing, colon, The Andromeda Connection by Daniel Schaefer. And you can place the order online that way. It'll be shipped to you in a couple of days. And if after you've read it, you kind of like it, please go on the, the website there, Amazon website, and leave a just a brief review what you thought. Uh, if you didn't like it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> just, you know, don't Re- tell a soul. Right. Reviews are very important for us authors, just so the audience yeah. knows. It really is. It helps our books to be able to pop, jump up on uh, the search. And, and then also, if anybody looks up Daniel Schaefer, there's another author that's named Dan Schaefer. So right. you will know that this is Daniel's book when you type in the missing, because the other one has a different kind of genre than. Yeah, the other guy does uh, graphic novels yes. for adults. It yes. Says. And so just make sure you're looking for Daniel Schaefer, the author of The Missing. That'll bring it right up. That's what I did. Well, Daniel, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I, we could just go on and talk for hours, I'm sure, because you have so many stories and things that you could share. And we should get on the line again. And, and I'd like to go more in depth about uh, revelations and the rapture and things like that, because, you know, you probably have some really good insights to it. But if you have any last words you want to share with our audience, um, <clears throat> and then also you know, if you would give us the honor of closing us out in prayer once you do that. All right, Ramona. I think that uh, the closing words uh, for myself, 
you know, we gave the plug for the book. That's great. Uh, and, and being able to share with words, uh, you know, you've done this with your writing and uh, we met so many local authors last weekend mm -hmm. at uh, Majesty Bible and Gifts, uh, uh, local authors event. It was just really neat to, uh, to meet them, uh, make these connections. And, uh, if, if you are planning on writing a book, you know, the thought has crossed your mind. Uh, even if you can't find a, an agent and uh, a, a big-time uh, Christian book publisher, uh, don't let that hold you back. Go yeah. ahead and write your book and then check out Amazon uh, about their self-publishing. Yeah. And it's a POD, print-on-demand. Uh, so when someone orders a book, boom, they'll print that book for them. Amen. Thank you yeah. so much. That is important. We have about 45 seconds. Will you close us out in prayer? I sure will. Thank you. Father in heaven, thank you for your blessings. Thank, thank you, you for who you are, that uh, you are totally in control. That yes. when we watch the news and when we hear all these arguments about politics and arguments about uh country's borders. Uh, nothing surprises you, Father. We know that even though we may get scared in this life, you have us in your care. Yes, Father. And Lord, I pray for Ramona's ministry that thank it just you, blossoms Father. and grows. And uh, thank you for what she's doing. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her books, you can write to Ramona. Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731. Bakersfield, California, 93390. Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's IamDauntless.org. Her email is Ramona at BlossomsOfMyLife.org. That's Ramona at BlossomsOfMyLife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life. <laughs>